0: This episode comes with a content warning. The following contains scenes of malicious violence. Timestamps and details in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised.
1: You are listening to an Atomic Broadcasting production. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the feature presentation. And remember, do your part, such as like, comment, rate... And don't forget to tell a friend to tune in for an Atomic Time.
0: Now, where did we leave off? Ah, yes. After investigating the cave for which they had been sent, our party was attacked by a band of roving Durrigar, evil dwarves from the underground. The party quickly dispatched them and now returns to town with one of the Duragar in tow as a prisoner. Go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, welcome back to episode six, everyone. Where we last left off with our gang of adventurers, they had just done their preliminary investigation into this cave inside of the mountains. They found a weird statue. They found giant furniture. They found writing all over the wall. None of them could read it. Some of them were very affected by it. Sobbing. Others have no emotions. (laughs) There's something wrong with them. They fought off some Duragar and ended up safely returning this research team back to town. They've got in tow with them their captive Duragar, who is shielding his eyes against the setting sunlight as they bring him out of the mines. Is there anything you all want to do with this guy? Are you just going to drop him off with the law enforcement? I'd like
2: to ask a question before we get to town. Okay. Am I the one carrying him? (laughs)
0: <laughs> do you want to be? I'm seeing yeses and nos around the table.
3: <laughs>
4: Alward's like, no. He's definitely probably more in the middle of the pack. Yeah.
3: So my plan with it, with him, uh, was to bring him into the town authorities, hand him over to that uh, so he can serve his jail time. And, and or be executed. No, I'm going to do my best to make sure he's not executed. Uh, and then just live a normal dwarf life because he seemed like he really wanted to be above ground. Yep. So am I the one carrying him or not?
4: <laughs> I say yeah. You're the one who had him before. You still have him. How can you carry him? Okay. I, mean, I
2: was the one like him. a baby. Like, like holding him. I was like holding him, like holding his manacles.
3: Mandibles? Mandibles. <laughs> <laughs> Rope. He's a killer. He's
4: a murderer. He's a thief. Um. um, you, so, you,
3: uh,
2: you, you, okay. um so you said that he was probably in the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably that way we can Step all. In the okay, in who's the behind? Or, yeah,
4: who's
0: behind
2: me?
4: <laughs>
0: just people. Uh I don't know. We're Salazar. I'm to the left of you. I think the research team is probably in the front cuz you're not walking towards anything dangerous. You're just going to town.
4: We're all just clumped together. I'm I going to stab him.
0: <laughs>
2: Oh, You're I'm just going to stab him in the side and continue walking like everything's normal.
3: Can I make okay. a perception check? Stealth versus perception?
0: Are you trying to stab him sneakily? Yes, very sneakily. Okay. I will roll stealth for you while oh, okay. you roll stab attack. Okay. It'll
4: be against um, Alward's perception DC. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is,
3: I think, oh, 15? <laughs> What's your bonus? <laughs> Five. So 15. Oh, okay. It's so dead. that's What's an fun.
4: 11. Oof.
3: Wait a second. Against can some... I? Yeah, can technically I... you can. Can I read? something? Yeah, you can sacrifice one you of your cards sac- to You can sacrifice a
1: hero point if you really want to. Do
3: do.
0: Before it's you do a very that,
2: heroic action. come on. <laughs> come
3: before
0: on. you do that, I was going to count his armor class as essentially helpless, so giving him the same penalty as if he were unconscious, because <laughs> he's <laughs> flat-footed to you, he doesn't know you're there, and he's completely bound, so like he can't react. Oh,
3: okay. Which so means that, hit. that hits
0: exactly. Do oh, I see okay. it? You don't. Okay. No one sees this.
4: That's okay. fine with me. Um, <laughs> Hamir's fine with
1: it. Totally it's... not paying attention. If it's all right with you.
4: Well,
2: I, want to I drink don't think his you care it's So I know that this is just going to be uh not not awful evil much. here, Well, dude. you can
3: count it as a, if Jordy wants to, I'm not sure if Pathfinder has this mechanic, but you can count it as a coup de grace, which is just, you kill it. Coup de grace.
4: Julie said yeah. goodbye to that. Mm-hmm.
0: What they did instead of the coup de grace was um, they made it really easy to crit on Ah, creatures.
2: okay. Which I probably did not do. Unless you spin up. Um, Well, I rolled a one for damage. Spell strike. Spell (laughs) strike. But I'm wondering. So four
4: damage. That should be enough to kill him anyway. Are you sure? As in this scenario. It
2: feels, <laughs> that was a funny this, noise. This feels
4: like this feels like a scenario of we don't need to worry more. about damage. He's just dead.
0: This is a scenario where suddenly, in the middle of the group, uh, your Dur- Durgan friend just kind of collapses to the ground, kind of like moving his bound hands to his side, and then like shudders a bit and then goes still. Is
3: he okay?
2: I don't think so. What I happened? think he is suffering from residual damage.
4: Amir is looking around uh, in case something like happened.
3: Is he? Is he? Can we do something? Does anybody know how to patch things up?
2: I'm pretty sure he's gone. I dropped him on the <laughs> floor.
3: I demand death saving throws. <laughs> oh, Please don't. I was kidding.
5: <laughs> Did he want? <laughs> Did he want? What won? happened though?
3: Did you roll a six? <laughs> He's still breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
4: no, no,
6: no, no, no.
2: I, I stab him. I demand no, In, in front that. of everyone? In front of
0: everyone. <laughs> I,
3: what, I was joking, by the way, Jordy.
0: <laughs> I am totally okay with not rolling the saving throws. No. Oh, okay. okay, I don't He's stab dead. him. He's dead.
2: I, I was, there are so I many was things rolling that
0: as a joke, and I, I rolled yeah, a nat 20. All right. That's All right. amazing. Okay, so. So you you stab him. Nobody sees anything. He falls to the ground. Um, you say, I think he's gone. That's where the cannon resumes.
3: Uh, well, I guess we should bury him.
2: No, I don't think so. Maybe just leave him in the ground. But that
3: would make predators come along this road, and our research team needs to make the way back. It could kill normal miners. That's not...
2: I could put him, like, 20 feet that way off
3: the road.
5: I feel like we should give him some sort of Dolven burial. Dolvan is breath. like,
0: we could just throw him in the hole where we throw them all.
3: You have a hole? You, yeah. have, you have a, a mass
0: have grave? Have a oh, it is a Durga? mom. Um, well, they do come up and harass us from time to time. We are I, So you just a, have a, a
5: mass grave oh, of them. What are the dwarven yeah.
2: into the hole that burial
4: <laughs> things? Uh, the way he's acting, is the sense motive fine? I think so. 23. Oh, wait, for who, me? Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: Like why'd you do this? <laughs> just to get the sense if you had done it. And I if think, you did, I don't I'm not gonna say anything.
0: Here's what I'm saying. I'm I'm thinking it's fair to sense motive against specifically against your attempt to lie and say he just dropped dead from residual effects.
3: It would be against his deception check that mm-hmm. So what's your
0: there? deception DC? Oh. I don't well, know. Well
3: actually, yeah, it's deception. So that would be <coughs> 10 pluses deception. Mm, 10
0: plus deception bonus. Yeah. Yee-haw, okay. I 11. Think,
4: okay. <laughs> so Hamir like it's, it's like it's very obviously you, but Hamir just continues to say nothing.
2: I mean, you can see the blood dripping off my.
4: Hamir <laughs> <laughs> doesn't care. Who did this? Hamir's actually much happier that he's dead than alive. But Hamir wasn't going to work against Voldemort in the situation.
3: Um, do, you, do you know any uh, Dwarven burial rights or anything we can do before throwing him in the mass grave? I'll or? tell
0: you what burial rights he's got, and he just, like, picks him up by the rope. The right to be tossed in wait, the grave the rope, and just starts wait, tearing rope. him off. I'll <laughs> bring it back when I'm done with it. <laughs> I, I mean, I wanted okay. to see the hole, but okay. Dolvin, it's clear, is really happy that you they don't have to turn him over to the All authorities, right. and they can just be rid of him.
4: All right, Volden.
0: It doesn't seem like it was worth the time.
3: Well, I mean... It would have been if he didn't die.
2: Oh, really? (laughs) Not necessarily. I've dealt with um, taxpayer money, and I don't think that they wanted (laughs) (laughs) to.
3: What? You've dealt (laughs) with taxpayer money? (laughs) What does this have to do
2: with what? I pay my taxes.
3: (laughs) Do you? I'm not a bad guy. Are you old enough to do that? Yes. I'm not a bad guy," <laughs> says he immediately after stabbing this helpless dwarf. I'm "Not a bad guy." <laughs> right. After murdering someone enough to go against the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, Bolden. Uh, a choices it would have it would have given him the ability to make a different life, but now he can't. So well, it he paid his I punishment. I think
6: is sad that it happened this way, but in the end, it is partially a consequence of his own actions as foolish as they were, I think. But I, I do not like to see something die for no reason, indeed. I
4: think there is plenty of
0: reason. I as don't. this is happening... He surrendered.
3: He he
4: reclaimed... He, he he was dealt his vengeance.
0: As this is happening, I've got something for just Abby. Oh, do we need <gasps> to leave? Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Oh, if you guys feel comfortable taking off your headphones and plugging your ears, yeah, if oh, you yeah. think that would be oh, good, you it's pretty brief.
4: You shouldn't just plug them; you should like move r- them around. That, yeah. that is, I don't feel good. Wiggle, wiggle. You nobody, give us the bird when you're
3: done. nobody with three lips, feet. Look at him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Abby, as the Durigar falls to the ground and dead. I noticed Neros wasn't saying anything, and I think maybe the reason Neros wasn't saying anything is because she saw a small raven with a leather mask, much smaller than the one that you saw previously, and it kind of flies out of the sky and perches on the Duragar's body, and then looks up at you like it recognizes you, kind of cocks its head curiously, and when Dolvin comes and starts dragging the body away, the bird kind of flutters up a bit again, kind of looks at you, and then flies off into the sky.
2: Either you were whispering or there was a lot of S's because I just kept hearing
3: <laughs> I wanna know what love it is
0: Welcome but back I
5: everybody. Yeah. Show me the yeah. love.
1: Stick with your day job. Yeah, that's a probably a good idea. I'm not, do you I'm not cut out for
3: being a soprano.
0: Can I make this sound again? So Dolvin is dragging <laughs> this dead Durigar body off. The researchers are continuing off towards town. And now that you're out of the mines, it seems like the five of you are free to do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? He's gonna go
3: fishing. Oh my god! Fishing no, <laughs> oh, oh, I don't
4: like fishing. Well then. Yes. Uh, what's what's our next step? Uh Well, our, the,
3: the contract is done, so I don't. I I still have to fulfill up a, a, a thing, but uh as hard as it goes, just stay to where you can receive payment.
5: So don't leave town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fine. Be easily found.
4: It can give us some time to talk. sometime. That's
2: is there anything sure. to do in this town, like entertainment? <laughs> I'm sure I mean, we can make our own entertainment. With minors. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound very fun. I I
3: already what? know what miners are. A rowdy bunch. They they is
2: I've heard. will oh, be fun. Are the miners drunk?
3: I mean, I would presume.
5: <laughs> I would hope so.
2: I don't think miners should <laughs> oh be drinking.
5: What? But they
3: but well, they worked so hard throughout the day.
2: It's a hazard.
3: What are you talking about? That's rude. Just because they have pickaxes don't mean that the, 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 that they can't handle it.
4: So Hamir walks off. <laughs> <laughs> And I would
0: imagine that the rest of you kind of go your separate ways, off for your own individual pursuits.
4: We did it! Podcast over! (laughs) Well done, everybody.
0: This was just a one-shot podcast, by the way. What we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and split up now, and we're going to follow each of these characters individually to see what they do with their downtime. One by one, we're going to go through just me and one player, and we're going to see what their character is up to during this downtime. So, will everybody but Sam? Vamos! All right, so we've got a few minutes here to see what Hamir is up to during his downtime.
4: Well, I imagine he's beelining straight to... What was that, that place? Is it going to be called under the same name in this town? I know we're in a different town than last time I did this. Um, a cellar. Mm-hmm. Which, for those listening, is essentially an underground fighting ring.
0: Yeah, so back in your hometown, or at least where you've been operating out of for a while of Tomgrove, you were involved in the local fighting ring, which was locally known as the cellar. Uh, here in Copperburg, You're not necessarily aware of any fighting rings, but you might be able to poke around and see if you could find something.
4: Okay, I'll look around, um, do some talking, see if I can't find anything similar, um, just to help pass
0: the time. Gotcha, gotcha. And where do you, like, check first? How how are you looking for this thing? Minors. So you ask all the children.
4: (laughs) No, I'll find some off-duty miners who are maybe looking... Maybe they're a little drunk past the point where they might go somewhere like that. Ask around about it discreetly. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, and with some discreet questioning of off-duty drunk miners, you very quickly find that there is a ramshackle building near the old entrance to the mine where those who are in need of a little bit more of a... Physical exertion to let off steam will gather for good old fashioned pugilism.
4: Awesome. So I start heading that way, and then to see how much, what kind of a crowd there is right now. Gotcha. So
0: when you first arrive, there's you know a handful of people getting ready to watch. It's not nearly as big a scene as Tom Groves' fighting ring was, but it's definitely enough people to make it fun and not just a brawl between two random people. All um right. Making your way to into the crowd, you find the dwarf who's clearly organizing things. He introduces himself as Cedric, and he starts working through just the quick little scrap of paperwork he's got, and asks if you have like a stage name that you go under. Uh,
4: I was often called the Soul Chair.
0: <laughs> I can see why they call you that with with that garb you've got on over everything.
4: I look down at my very faded and torn regalia. <laughs>
0: Loot that off of a returning soldier, did you? No. Alright, alright. Your past is your own. Let's just see if you can fight to live up to the tabard. Just give me someone. Alright. We'll put you up against the rock. <laughs> exactly. <Dwayne Johnson. laughs>
6: <laughs>
4: the stone. <laughs> the stone breaker. The Rock. Are we going with that? We're going to go with The Rock. All it's right. a guest appearance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in that case, Hamir is going to step off to the side. And I imagine there's still a fight finishing up right now. Mm-hmm. He's going to start taking off his armor and stuff. Because you, know, you don't usually wear armor. A, essentially a boxing fight. Yeah. Um. So he's going to go shirtless. And you see his... He's kind of thin but still has that muscles but like everything's been beaten and bruised and hasn't always quite healed right kind of a body. Mm-hmm. As he's preparing and like wrapping up some ban- like some of that bandage around his arms and f- fists to help with the knuckles. Um there is a ethereal elf standing off to the side near him with like his neck it feels like it's kind of this eternal wound that's always gushing out and Hamir looks up at him and says what? what do you want this time? You here to here to judge me some more? and it just sort of keeps staring at me and Hamir's like the contract's over I don't need to be around the boy anymore he's infuriating in a very different way than you. And Hamir starts kind of preparing, and as he's kind of lets out a big sigh, This sort of little bit of that green mist kind of comes out of Hamir's mouth, and then he kind of takes a big breath afterwards, like he's like a, like something was, t- was tasted really wrong, like sour for a second, and then he's ready to enter the stage. I m- imagine it's just a
0: ring of people. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, it looks like there's like they threw down some sawdust to try to sop up any like mm. blood from like a bloody nose or something like that. But yeah, you know, it's pretty much just wooden floor with some sawdust thrown down. People standing in a circle ready to watch. Your opponent steps out from the other side, and it's an unusually tall dwarf who is just sh- can can you say someone's bristling with muscles? Because this guy is.
4: I guess so. You said it.
0: He's also bristling with dwarvish hair. It's an intimidating sight.
4: All right. <clears throat> so I step out, I'm getting ready, and we see this ring of people, and within them are 13
0: different ethereal-looking figures, all watching. And no one in the crowd seems to notice them, just you.
4: They all have wounds in various places.
0: This guy's very intimidating in his posture and his stance and just his sheer bulk as he steps forward and he's just like cracking his knuckles like oh you're gonna take me on eh
4: I fought bigger I fought tougher
0: oh, but you ain't fought better laddie I'll guarantee you that and as he's finishing talking he just like starts charging at you with his shoulder cool.
4: um could I like sidestep and try and trip him
0: yeah, so you step to the side and you go to trip him, and he just drops to the ground and rolls over your leg and stands back up on his feet, fists up in front of him in a guarded posture. He's like, oh, we have to do better than that. I didn't realize I was fighting a ball. And as that, as you say that, he just, like, swings out and just, like, with unexpected speed and just, like, clocks you in the face. Ooh. he's like, oh, well, this ball's got fists.
4: Ah. Oh, it seems... <laughs> I like that. I spit out some blood and I pull out some more soot that I have and it kind of washes over my hands and then I go to
0: return a blow. And I'll say your blow makes contact with him and he just doesn't really seem phased. Not like it didn't hurt him at all, but just like more like he, he can take it, you know? And he just kind of rolls oh, with the punch. Okay. And then, like, shoots back with his head with, like, a headbutt and hits you. And as you make contact with him, you kind of, like, have, like, flashes of, like, how many times he's done this in the past. And you get, like, this eerie sense that he's not here just to fight. Like, he wouldn't mind any injuries you sustain from whatever he's going to do to you.
4: Okay. I I kind of reel back and some more of that mist is coming out of my mouth as I breathe, kind of almost like when it's cold out and you have that frosty breath, that's that mist. And I grab the chalice real quick, take a swig, and then just toss it on the ground. I keep it in my hand. I like try to toss it to the ground, but it stays in my hand. Um, And then I jump up at him and shove my thumb into
0: his right eyeball. And he like reels back grunting and the crowd, like half the crowd is like, yeah, 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 go for it. And the other half of the crowd is like, Ew, this is more than we came here for. But he's able to, like, hold your hands off so you're, like, not able to get, like, a full dig in and gouge. And with his one hand, he's holding your thumb back and with the other, he just, like, grabs wildly until he, like, grabs your arm and just, like, swings you over him, slams you into the ground and, like, for a second, you're, like, you know, short of breath. Just in time for you to see him reeling up for a pile driver.
4: I'm gonna, like, feign like I can't move and then roll at the last second. If I could do that.
0: Make a reflex save, just to see how that turns out. Sure,
4: I'm not good at reflex, that's
0: a natural one. So you're getting ready to time this, and you're ready to roll out of the way just in time, but he just moves a lot faster than you were expecting, and just lands full force on you, and just with that jolt for a minute, like everything seems to go quiet and like dark, and you see a flash of a face, perhaps? It, there's, it's a featureless face, just like a smooth head-shaped face, as it reaches out a three-fingered insectile hand towards you.
4: I um sort of brush it off and get up, like I kind of reach out, but kind of like, eh, like, like I'm very del- like groggy, delusional, kind of <laughs> it's like don't like don't wake me, don't wake me, kind of a nah maybe later, kind of a deal. As
0: I grab some, like, sawdust and throw it up in his face. And as your vision clears from just the stunning blow, you realize that you've grabbed sawdust and just kind of thrown it up, but your opponent has already stood up and is just smugly smiling down at you from, like, the opposite side of you. Rude. How rude.
4: Alright, um, I'm gonna uh, trip him down with me.
0: Gotcha. So, you swing around with your leg and it like clips his leg and he's too busy like mocking you. He doesn't see it coming and he just goes down hard and now the and tables then, have been turned.
4: And then I'm just going to start hitting him right in the face on the nose with my
0: with my stone chalice. Gotcha. And as you're doing that, you just kind of feel like this surge of like aggressive energy of feeling like this is right and this is what he deserves as you're just pummeling him Yeah, and Hamir
4: is giving in to that. He's just hitting harder and harder and harder.
0: And if anyone were watching closely, they would see the breath from your mouth is getting stronger and stronger of that green mist, like you were mentioning earlier. I'd say his left cheek almost looks like it's boiling on some spots as he's doing this. (laughs) And after a few blows, you realize you've subdued your opponent he is out possibly even a broken nose
4: i go down and i grab him by like his collar i'm like are you done
0: are you done he of course does not answer but cedric runs up and gets between the two of you and he's just like all right whoa whoa, whoa you've got some fire in your lad right uh jo- joffrey come on and see to the the rock see that he do gets know, cared for do you
4: know Do you know how many lives this man has taken here well,
0: I, I, he's not taking any lives under my watch. We make sure everything is under your watch. Fair. But you
4: know how many lives he's taken in his life? How many we, innocents? And how many have you? It doesn't matter. I've already paid my price. And I, with my chalice, I'm just gonna slam right down into his
0: head to try and just do like a killing blow. Go ahead and make me an attack roll, just to see. How that turns out. Natural 20. (laughs) So just completely taking everyone by surprise, you just bash this guy on the head with the chalice. And the crowd just kind of goes silent as they just witness what all that was. And Cedric's just like, get out and don't let anybody know you're ever in here. And Hamir's just, the
4: the chalice is just, kind of hanging loose and this that fog is just pouring out it's coming out of his mouth his like the the boiling is still there and his eyes are almost not glazed over but they look like they have fog moving in them and he starts just kind of making his way out the crowd um, readily parts for you and they're just really keeping their distance yeah. As he's walking through like a tunnel of people, all the tunnels edging are those 13 ethereal forms as he's walking between them.
0: And you feel a presence. It's not a person. You don't hear a voice. You just kind of feel a presence that's like, you know, the opposite of your guilt getting in you know like there's the sense of like I just killed somebody you know but then there's also like a weird just sense of approval so
4: feeling that he kind of almost feels he feels kind of good about it he's obviously still like beaten up pretty bad he's not fully oriented right and he kind of walks over to a pond or something nearby to get some water and in the reflection is this instead of him it's this kind of formless thing made of that fog sort of changing its look. There's like faces every now and again. And that same hand, like it almost like it's actually physically coming out of the water. And he's not sure if he's going to take it or not. And he looks over further, like to the side in the water, water's reflection. And... He sees the face of a woman standing there looking around like she's on the move traveling maybe and he recognizes that as his daughter and he remembers what he's searching for and so he takes the hand
0: and then everything goes black. And I think that's where we'll cut this vignette. All right, so Sven, Uver has just departed from the rest of the party after finding something he probably did not expect in that cave. Yeah. (laughs) Really, really surprised right there.
1: He's, uh, I can imagine him just going to like the
0: nearest library. He would go to the nearest library. So I've got bad news. No library. There's not really any library worth speaking of here in Copperberg tavern sure sure there's actually a pretty nice place uh called the cheerful martin here in town
1: in that case he's going to go to this tavern and he's going to find like the most corner booth or table and he he, he's going to sit down and take out his pack and take out all his books (laughs) and just start uh, ravenously just going through each one and comparing notes, pulling out a book from like 150 years ago and pulling it over here and opening up to like page 13 and then pulling out his current, current book copy and, and pulling it over and just comparing the two notes.
0: And as you're going over your notes... And comparing them against your book, against your scars, and then against the inscriptions you took from what you found in the the cave, you're now actually starting to see like the chicken scratch that the other scholars were pointing out. And you're like, finally, that now that you've got time to actually sit down and look at it, you're like, these notes are garbage. This doesn't mean anything. Uh, that's, that's that doesn't make sense. I know, I know exactly what I was writing, but 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 it doesn't.
6: It doesn't match up. I I can see it with my eyes. That it it is there, and then, but I copied it over here. and what is there's something about these runes that is not. What, what 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 did he say? He said they were. He said they were cursed. I I I I feel like somebody said the runes were cursed. But why did I not know And and it wasn't just me. It it, it was Albus. It was it was. Salazar, they posted them. They posted them set as they were writing it down, but... Oh, that explains why they was all uh, gibberish. It, it, it made no sense. But but, but, but,
0: but, but but why doesn't it make sense? As you're working all of this over to yourself, talking to yourself, a young woman walks up and is like, Hello there, is there anything I can get for you, good sir? Uh, 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 uh yes, 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 uh... uh
6: uh, do, do you do you have any mushroom sh- soup? Mushroom soup would be very nice
0: right now. <laughs> uh, of course, of course, we we make that here. Uh, I'll get you some. Is, could I get you anything to drink? Uh, uh,
6: uh, yes, some
0: some clear water. I, I I do not need anything to muddle my head. All right. And can I recommend our mozzarella sticks? They are they're famous. Uh, uh,
6: uh, 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 certainly, yes, yes. I, I, I will try some. Yeah. All right,
0: and she bustles off and starts collecting mushroom soup, clear water, and mozzarella sticks. <laughs>
1: um, so you say all my notes are chicken stra- scratch, pretty much.
0: All of the notes you took in the cave, in the cave. Okay. Uh, well, let me let me rephrase. Anything you tried to transcribe in the cave is chicken scratch. Anything where you were writing down a note of like what you were thinking or something that's clear. Okay.
1: Um In that case, I'm going to I I will notice that and then I will start comparing what my thoughts were in my my memory of Oh actually how do I remember the runes
0: visually? When you start thinking back over them, it's really fuzzy. Kind of like you know when you're trying to remember a dream later, and it's like everything in the dream made sense. But then when you try to think about back about the details, it's like, are there details? Okay. Have I ever come across this before? No. Even with the runes on your own skin, you can clearly picture them in your mind. But the runes on the cave wall, it's like a fuzzy, blurry memory. How
1: about in any of my other studies in ancient lore?
0: No. So you're thinking maybe might be something different. I, I, I think it is very important that I go back up there.
6: And I must try something different. Perhaps, perhaps instead of trying to copy, copy so what I am seeing, I can uh, 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 p- p- take a piece of charcoal and uh, a piece of paper and see what that does. That that might that might work. Uh, but I I cannot leave this opportunity. I must, I must find out what this is. It. This is the best opportunity I've come across in 300 years. This this ca- I cannot leave this alone.
0: And the woman, young woman comes back at that moment with a tray, with some water, some soup, and some mozzarella sticks, complete with the marinara sauce. <laughs> She's like, here's your food, good sir.
6: Ah, oh, thank you, lass, thank you, lass. I, 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 I do not mean to be a bother.
0: Oh, no, it's no trouble at all. Uh, you're welcome here in the Cheery Mountain. Cheery a- Martin, yes. And, and what way
6: are you, good lass?
0: What? And what way are you, good lass? I don't understand what you're saying. What do I owe you? Oh, <laughs> I was hearing, hearing. What way are you? <laughs> I was like, well, what kind of way? <laughs> uh, just that will be two copper. Aye. Uh, oh, here is a silver, young lass, and thank you very much. Oh, that's professors. very generous, very generous. I'll put it towards your tab, and if you want anything else, just let us know. Oh, no, 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 please keep it for yourself. It is nothing. Uh, I can't do that, but it's very generous. Thank you. Of course, of course. Uh, what name should I put on the tab? Uh, Uver. All right. She makes a quick scrawling.
6: Um, is there anyone else that has been to the mine? Uh, who were the original miners that that went up there and uh, uh found that that opening? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Oh, that cave that everyone's been talking about. Yes. Are you with that team that's been studying it?
6: Yes, yes. I I went up there the the, uh, other day. I I was wondering if I could perhaps talk to some of the people that saw it first.
0: Well, I I suppose you might, but uh, they they would just tell everybody they don't know nothing. They refuse to talk about it. Do they? They they don't remember anything. Oh, well, they say they didn't see much and... Uh, honestly, I think they're afraid that if they talk about anything that they'd seen, people might make them go explore it.
6: Oh, well, that is not a fear. Now, perhaps they would be more willing to speak.
0: Well, I mean, there's no harm in it. I mean, it's common knowledge. It was Krell and Ivory, They were the two who were mining together when they broke through. Krell and Ivorri. Uh, do you know where I could find them? Well, they, they come by here from time to time, but I'm not sure where they live, somewhere here in town, as most of the miners do. Uh, do, do uh, is there any way you could perhaps
6: uh, get word to them that I would like to speak with them? It's, I am not part of the, the companies or anything. I am i am a singular explorer
0: and seeker of knowledge. I could i could take a message. You, Uwe, right? That was uh, your name? Uwe Sturkwind. Yes. Uh, if I see them, I'll let them know you're wanting to talk to them.
6: I would be most appreciative, Younger. Of course, of course.
1: And he's going to go back to uh, pouring over his books and and trying to decipher his written notes that he had of the runes and
6: enjoying some mushroom soup and mozzarella sticks, apparently.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As you're looking that over, there's like an itching sensation on your left shoulder. And you're probably just, like, absentmindedly, like, scratching while you're working over your stuff and everything. But eventually it's getting, like, uncomfortable enough that it draws your attention. I I, I must have picked something up. A loose stitch or something. But I I,
6: I do not... uh, I don't have time for this. And he kind of just
1: does a really rough scratch on his shoulder to try and get it to go away. And that's really not comfortable. Um... He's going to try and roll up his sleeve, perhaps, as far as he can go, to perhaps take a look at it, at it and see what's what's going on.
0: As you roll up your sleeve, one of those runes that's been etched into your shoulder that you are oh so familiar with, looking at it again, it looks almost like it's been freshly scarred over again. And there's like a new like dash or something that looks kind of like a diacritic has been added or something.
6: What is this? That has not been there before. He
1: he, he quickly looks at it and then I, I wonder and he tries to scribe that out.
0: And you succeed. At least as far as you know.
1: I um I actually wave that young lass over
0: again she comes over and is like of course have you finished your soup Do you, is there anything else i could get you uh, actually it is a weird question but
6: i was wondering if you could help me with something i am uh, trying to uh, uh, transcribe some runes and i'm running into some difficulties with what i have written down and how it is perceived and uh, could, could you perhaps tell me, and I hold up the chicken scratch pages, it says, does this look like anything to you? She looks really like... And, and do not do not be too... Uh, uh, if it looks like, uh, f- 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 what did he say? Uh, like dinosaur scribblings or whatnot. Do not be afraid to say so, I am ex-
0: She looks less uncomfortable now after that remark, and she's like... It kind of does look like dinosaurs so. of
6: course, of course. I I, I, I I kind of expected it.
1: But 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 how about this? And I and I show her the newly transcribed uh rune from my shoulder.
0: Well Sir, uh, I'm not very well educated. It's some some sort of rune, I think. But you can see it. You can tell that it is a rune. It is not the, the, the ch- chicken scratches. Uh, it could be. I don't know. I'm not much for the arcane arts.
1: And I I show her the runes that I've actually copied from my arm,
6: and says, and and these look to be in the same style. Yes, uh, I think so.
0: They're not. They're not dinosaurs. No, 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 no. no. But uh, thank you so much. That is that is very helpful. You do not understand. She looks very confused. Uh, <laughs> please, please
6: pardon the old man, but it is actually very important that I find out that that is true, that you can understand or at least read what that is written down.
0: I, I can't read it, so I can't, I no, don't know no, what no, that no, means. No, 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 no.
6: no, no. That it, it looks like something that is not uh, gibberish.
0: Oh, uh, right, yeah, it, it looks like some sort of letter or something. Of course, of course. Thank you very much. Uh, and
6: yes, yes. Could I have another bowl of uh, chicken soup? Or uh, su- uh, not chicken soup? <laughs> My head is so muddled. I am excited. Uh, 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 some mushroom soup. And uh, I don't. They were very good. Uh, uh,
0: Massada sticks. I, I actually. I would take another thing of those too. And she smiles and is like right away, sir, and runs off to go get another refill. Interesting. Interesting So... This is a rune that is new on
6: on my shoulder. On me, I can write down, but the runes that are in that room, they are they are protected. That they cannot be taken out, both by a written form or from from memory. But what kind of magic? I, I don't know if I've ever come across this type of magic before, or this kind of power.
0: Alward Volden. The group has gone their own separate ways, at least for the day, and you've got a little bit of time to yourself. You've just stumbled into this cave, you've seen some very interesting things, and then been tasked specifically by Sithri and Dolvin with making the final decision over who gets to keep whatever was found in that cave.
3: Um... Does this town have like a library? I know we're in like a smaller town.
0: Not really one to speak of. If there's any form of library, it would probably be more like a richer guy who has some books and maybe we'll let you look at them.
3: Uh, Is there a like town of records, like a a, a thing I could look up for like cases that have been won or lost?
0: The closest thing to that would likely be like the, the mine headquarters. What would you call that? The mine headquarters That's what you call that Where the important people for the mine are
3: uh, Then yeah I'm gonna go wherever I can find uh, Books about law And books about court cases um, And study up on that uh, To make my decision Like look over the maps And the land claims And like the information that I have uh, From being there And like figure out I should have measured the pathway.
0: I was assuming you were.
3: Okay, we'll take that. I have an eye for numbers, so we'll say yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It's part of what you were there for.
3: Yeah, it is part of what I was there You measured for.
0: it there in and measured it on the way out and made sure you had the same number.
3: Yep, yeah. perfect. Yeah. O- off screen, of course.
0: Oh, yeah. We don't need to bore the audience with those details. We'll just tell them in the vignettes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the important details for why I'm there. Yeah, so I'm going to go do that. I'm going to study up on uh, some lawyering stuff. Uh, so I can make a better decision.
0: So you head into the mine headquarters, and you're very you're greeted by a very chipper dwarvish receptionist who's like, "Hello, what can I do for you?" Uh,
3: uh, yes, I I've uh, I've been tasked to um, uh, uh, deliberate the uh, the dispute between uh, the. Infernal Mining Company in the mines of Copperberget. I was hoping to see any litigation you had on uh, mining cases and land claims in the past.
0: Uh, well, we don't have a lot of those sorts of disputes in the area, but we, what we do have is very detailed surveyor's charts of the area and the original deed purchased from the Linorn King himself.
3: Uh, 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 and remind me, the Linorn King doesn't actually live here anymore. He's in a different kingdom...
0: Right, he, he lives up north. Right.
3: I don't know if that matters, but thank you. Can I have those?
0: Of course, I'll go get them for you. And she hops down off of her chair and walks off into a back room. It's kind of awkwardly quiet in the front reception area.
3: I'm gonna. Albert's gonna do that thing where, like, you get so bored, you just randomly touch stuff, and he's gonna accidentally knock something off of the counter and then try to, like, fix it before she gets back.
0: And while you're fiddling with that, a different door opens from the other side of the room and a dwarf with, like, gray hair that's silvering and, like, a green cloak walks in and he suddenly stops short when he sees you and is like, Howard, well, I wasn't expecting you here.
3: Uh, With my mage hand, I'm going to just move the thing under the desk, turn around quickly, be like, ah, yes, um... Uh, And is this, uh, what's his face? I don't remember his name personally. I have it written down. I just don't want to look for it.
0: Yes, it's Bran, the dwarf who got you the job in the first place. Uh,
3: uh, Yes, uh, hello. Uh, I'm just uh, here to look at the charts and whatnot.
0: Different from the last time you met him. He is currently dressed in like a white shirt and like overalls. And he's got huge leather gloves stained with oil all over his hand and like a jeweler's loop on his head.
3: Uh, were you in the middle of crafting something?
0: Ah, oh, just working on a wee bit of something. Uh, what brings you around?
3: Well, uh, uh, like I said, I'm, uh, tr- trying to, uh, get as much information so I can be the, uh, impartial deliberator that I've been hired to be.
0: Nice, respectable of you. And uh, what did you find up in those caverns? Anything interesting? And he's kind of taken off his gloves and sat hanging.
3: We, we, we found, uh, a statue and a cursed room.
0: Wow, that is interesting. So he's some sort of like a vault or like a tomb or
3: it, it looked more like a giant study.
0: He just kind of like looks completely like befuddled oh, and he's overjoyed that he's this confused. No,
3: not not like a not like a storm giant or anything. Maybe like a hill giant or Uh, a rock. I don't know too many giants.
0: Not like a big one, but like... Like a a small giant.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Split the difference, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's very interesting. Do we we know what the implications might be of whoever inherits that, so to speak?
3: Um, no. The researchers are still doing their thing. They said our part of the contract was done, Uh, so now we're just waiting payment um, and they're going to hire miners to protect them from here on out.
0: Right, that does seem more cost-effective, but smart lad like you, going to let an opportunity like this slip through your fingers just because your contract's done.
3: W- w- th- three uh, Duragar were m- murdered uh, while we were there, plus a giant spider. One surrendered peacefully and he just sort of died when we were taking him into town.
0: Uh, Bran just kind of chuckles mirthlessly, and is like, Duragar can't be murdered. They're vermin.
3: They're living beings with thoughts, ambitions, and wants and needs. They can be murdered.
0: Once you have dealt with enough Duragar like I have, lad, you'll understand.
3: Um, so you do understand that just because you want Duragar To delve further into the mine And they live there You're invading their home I'm not on the side of them, mind you I don't care I'm just saying, like They're not
0: pests We broke through to their lands On a mining accident And ever since then They've been trying to push up And take over everything Yeah, they
3: seem a little jealous If I'm gonna be honest I was hoping to bring That Durgar back So he could be rehabilitated And just live like a normal life But he died
0: well, good riddance to him. And as he's saying that, the door to the records room opens and the receptionist comes back in with like all these papers. And she's like, well, I wasn't sure what you were wanting, so I, oh, and she like puts the papers down very quickly. And is like, Mr. Kentnill, I wasn't expecting you. And he's like, it's all right. I'm just having a chat with our good lad Alward here. There's papers for him. And she passes the papers over and he starts looking through them. And he's like, these will be helpful. For making the right decision.
3: Uh, Alward, uh, when he tries to hand him the papers, he like holds his hands up and then his unseen servant comes in and takes them and then just floats behind Alward.
0: And he's like, looks at you and then without his mouth moving, just like psychically to your mind, he's just says, make sure you do make the right decision, lad.
3: Can I um, insight check this to see if it's a threat? Like, should I feel threatened
0: yeah, go ahead and make a perception check.
3: 11.
0: San. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not sure exactly how to read it. You can tell, obviously, he's trying to be like, you need to decide on our side, but you're not entirely sure like what the consequences would be. Like, if it's a flat-out threat, or if he's just trying to pressure you because you're there. Yeah, Okay. Uh, oh, I'll, um,
3: I'll, I'll side on whatever side owns the land, I suppose, and...
0: And I'd expect nothing less. That's why we hired an upstanding, bright young man like yourself.
3: You found me in a coffee shop.
0: Aye, but we can see that you've got a heart of gold and a head of titanium.
3: So does this it? So I've been meaning to ask, um, ignoring that weird compliment... Does this have anything to do with the rumor that my landlord has been spreading? Because I promise I don't actually do any of that. He lets me live there for free because of it. And I, I tell him constantly. He just doesn't believe me.
0: I wouldn't know what all rumors are spread about you. Th-
3: the one that says I'm a revolutionary leader against th- the Chelyaxians who are coming into that one?
0: Well, if you are revolutionary, you're revolutionary in the right way.
3: Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go now.
0: Right, but before you go, uh, take this as a memento and he hands you a small like scrap of blue crystal.
3: is is this a
0: bribe? No, oh, it's a souvenir.
3: I can't I, I don't feel right taking a bribe.
0: Well, takes the crystal back. I'll hold on to it until you've made your decision. So then, I get that regardless. no matter what you choose, you get this. What is it? This, I like to call it Spirit Shard. It's very good at harnessing and conducting energy.
3: Uh. G- can I have that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought so. And he hands it back to you again. Uh, I'm gonna uh, grab it via a mage hand and stuck it in uh, to one of. Is it a lapel? No. A lapel's not a pocket. Mm-mm. The inner coat pocket. What's the name of that? Of the
0: vest? I call it the inner vest pocket.
3: <laughs> I'm going to stick it in my inner vest pocket.
0: <laughs> Aha, I know what that
3: means.
0: <laughs> all right, and armed with the papers and all the documentation and your own records, you head somewhere secluded, I would imagine, to do your calculations.
3: Yeah, uh, I don't know um, if we were provided lodging for this or anything like that, uh, but I'm too far away from my home, to go anywhere, so I would presume if the if they have an inn, probably just go to a room in an inn for the night. If they don't, uh, where are we in the town of that uh, the the Infernal Mining Company? I kept wanting to say Demonic mm. Mining Company. Are we so, in the town where they have bunks for
0: people? No, you're actually in the rival mining company right now with, okay. with Copper Burget. Okay, I wasn't sure if there mm. was. Okay. But there is a tavern in the area, the Cheery Martin, mm-hmm. that they've got rooms open and the plenty one with, of space to study. Yeah, the
3: one with all the miners.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, yeah, then I'll go there uh, and probably just rent out a room for the day. Um, or, like, put it on the mining company's tab or whatever. And go. that way I, I won't have to worry about people, like, ruining the maps or anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're able to quickly rent a room with the... Uh, lady who runs the establishment who is Esmeralda Dulane and she gives you one of the rooms upstairs and I would imagine that would probably tie you up for the better part of the evening
3: yeah probably for the rest of the day Um, unless something happens probably just I feel the need to do anything else sit there and pouring over the land rights I will uh, I, I I would say I'd send my Unseen Servant out to go get me more books, but he can't move more than 60 feet away. So,
0: I think we'll leave Alward to his work and not distract him. So, having come out of the mine and separated from the rest of the group, each has gone their own way, and now, Zephyr, you are on your own in Copperbergit.
2: Okay. I think I'm going to go back to that uh, tavern, which I can't remember what it's called. The Cheery Martin? Yes, the Cheery Martin. I'm gonna go back there.
0: All right, and as you go in, you notice Dane is at work, and you know, bussing tables and doing her job, and she looks up and notices you and like, gives you a friendly wave and gestures to your typical table, which is currently occupied by a dwarf with a long silver beard poring over books and notes.
2: Do I recognize this dwarf? Yes, it's uber <laughs> It's Uvert? Oh well. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my distance for now, but uh uh gonna go up to Dane. Dane, it's wonderful to see you again.
0: It's good to see you back. I didn't know you were back in town already.
2: Oh uh, have been for a while now. Not sure how long. I've been underground for a lot of it. Don't really know uh It's been a while, but I'm glad to be back. I, I was kind of curious, since I've got some time on my hands. Um, I wanted to do some investigating on my own, Um, you know, besides what I've been doing. Have you or Esmeralda had any um, experiences here in the tavern or in the living uh, rooming quarters
0: as of late? I mean we live and work here, so we've been there's been a lot going on. Is there anything particular you're concerned about? I mean
2: anything odd, anything out of the ordinary, not something that you would normally hear from a um, a normal patron
0: No, nothing unusual. Is there anything specific you're concerned about
2: um just seeing things bumps in the night um Mysterious happenings?
0: No, no, it's been rather peaceful. But if I do see anything, I will let you know. All right, I I do appreciate. Is that is Is Merelda in? Oh yes, she's up at the front uh, mixing drinks and such right now.
2: All right, I may give her a a, a question too as well. Um, I do appreciate you. And um, would you mind uh, mixing me a drink while I'm up there talking to her?
0: Well, Esmeralda doesn't like me mixing things. She says I put too much spirits in there. But if you don't tell her, get you something strong.
2: Well, then why don't you just pour me something and I wink at her?
0: All right, I'll, I'll get you something then. And, and she, gun, ru- gu- she guns off to the <laughs> <laughs> She runs off to the counter and gets a drink ready for you.
2: Oh, well, I thought it was going to take longer. I'm going to make my way over to Esmeralda, the front desk, and just kind of. I'm going to ask her the same thing, so if you want to speed that up, I can yeah. I can work with it.
0: No, she's she's uh, happy to see you again, just like Dane is. And she also doesn't have any particular supernatural experiences or anything. But she promises if anything comes up, she'll let you know. I don't want to bother Hubert. Um, he does seem to be really
2: absorbed in He's his study right now. pretty distracted, I'd say. I'm going to step out and see if there's anybody that uh, seems suspicious or... Interesting to me in any way. So just outside the, the
0: cheery, cheery Martin. Mm-hmm. Stepping out, everything seems cheery, normal in the mining town. It's towards the end of the day now. And, um, you know, people are starting to get off their day shifts of the mine and heading off to wherever they go in the evening, some to home, some to the bar, some to um, various other places. As you're doing that, you notice Dolvin, who has separated off from the rest of the group, and he is talking to a female dwarf who seems really upset.
2: Hmm. I'm going to go up to Dolvin. Um, not very, you know, uh, I'm not going to just barge right up there. I'm just going to kind of walk up to her and listen as I get closer.
0: So if you kind of creep up and listen for a little bit, it becomes readily apparent that this is Dolvin's sister, Oh. And she's like asking him like, where were you? It was so hard, you know, working through the death of my husband with you out of town. And why, you know, why did this all have to happen this way?
2: Hmm. I I am going to uh, walk up to Dolvin and um, and I'm just going to kind of walk up next to them and go,
0: Oh, Dolvin, it's good to see you again. And he's going to look up and be like, "Haven't? Uh, oh, I know. Not now, Zephyr. We're, it's, we're in a bit of a sensitive moment, if, if you can't see.
2: Well, I just wanted to check on you, see if you took care of our um problem from the mines.
0: Right. As I was telling you, Irene, it's it's a very crucial time for the mines. There's a lot been going on, and we need to, and she's just, like, pushes them away, and is just like, No, I understand.
2: No, I'm sorry, I didn't meet your uh meet your acquaintance. Is that the right word? I'm sorry. I didn't meet you. What's your name? Irene, right, I heard him say that.
0: Right, I uh, uh, Zephyr, this is my sister, Irene. I'm afraid she's just lost her husband. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. What happened? Uh, we don't we don't rightly know. She he was murdered. He she was Hudson.
2: Very interesting. Well have they caught um the person or creature that has done this?
0: No. No.
2: Well, I'm very sorry for your loss. I'm sure you're better alone that anyway, I, I I know I've shared my my feelings on, on, on life being alone. It's it's actually quite a bit better, I promise you.
0: She just looks at you like you slapped her in the face. Dolvin is just like his jaw just drops, and he's just like, right. Well, Irene, let's let's be off. We'll get we'll have a get a drink and just you know talk it out. We'll be seeing you later, Zafir.
2: Uh, make sure you go by the uh, Cherry Martin. I hear they have some good drinks, which I completely forgot that I asked you to mix up
0: oh no <laughs> <laughs> and the two of them just kind of walk off dolvin occasionally shoots like a glance over his shoulder like what was he thinking
2: oh no i've made enemies maybe who knows anyway i'm gonna go back and get that drink <laughs>
3: I can't believe i did that
2: uh yeah i'm gonna head back to the to the tavern and um not even gonna. I'm not even gonna say anything. I'm just gonna make a beeline for the for the front. See Dane there, and hopefully she will indicate which drink it is.
0: It's been a short enough period of time. As you walk in, Dane is holding a drink and looking around, kind of confused, and then sees you and is like, "Oh!" And comes over with your drink.
2: Oh, I do apologize. Here, yeah, thank you. Um, is this to go?
0: Well, we we would need the glass back. How fast can I drink?
2: reasonably quickly. I'm gonna drink it as fast as I can. I'm gonna do that, that move where you swirl it and then just chug it all down in one sip. Chug,
0: chug, chug, chug. Mm, how strong was it? Moderately strong. You know, it's not like, not liquor, but stronger than beer. Let's see how well I handle it.
2: I handled it very well.
0: This no. is how you drink all of your drinks.
2: Yes, exactly. Um, I drink it very quickly and very... Mm. I drink it very quickly and efficiently. Now, um, I do apologize, but I'm going to have to step out again. I, I seem to have made some enemies, and I just want to make sure that uh, I don't have any other enemies uh, looking my direction.
0: I may be back. Dane looks genuinely concerned and is like, Take care of yourself, all right?
2: Oh, don't worry about me. And I scurry out the door.
0: As you head out of the tavern, by this point, the sun is mid-set, and it's starting to get dark in the town. And Dolvin and Irene are nowhere to be seen. Okay.
2: And it's probably a lot less... uh, a A lot fewer people are out there.
0: Yeah, a lot fewer. There's still a few folks walking around. Most of them are like clearly heading to their destination now there's not a lot of people just kind of milling around chatting
2: okay Uh, since this is a mining town i I am curious um are there any things that we can do library wise or um academia
0: wise there's not really a library much to speak of maybe the best you would luck you would have would be like finding a rich guy who's got some books he'll let you borrow Hmm. that doesn't help too much
2: well um I'm gonna throw you a curveball, but I'm just gonna head uh to the closest um line of trees and play with magic.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, it's not too hard to find, you know, just some pine trees growing outside of town. Um, if you head out to the southwest of town, there's mostly like pasture land that's just kind of crisscrossed by fences.
2: So after all of my um misses with all of my wonderful uh attempts at my um, d- cantrips that I cast and didn't hit a single thing. Uh, I'm just going to use this time, this downtime that I have to uh, practice targeting things such as plants, trees, animals if they come by. Um, just trying to uh, hone my abilities, so to speak. But I don't really have a plan for anything else. So. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: So as you're out here in the dark. By yourself with no one else around
2: with my magic with your magic
0: <laughs> whoosh, whoosh. you start to feel that same sense that you felt before of something watching you i'm i'm going
2: to slow down on my magic and start to perceive a little bit more just keep an eye out because i feel there might be someone or something out there watching but i don't want to make it known that
0: i know that they're there Gotcha. And from your previous experiences with this sensation, you felt it before, and for the longest time you've put it off as just being, like, anxiety or something like that creeping up on you. But the last time you felt this, you found footprints in your locked room and found your door unlocked. So now you know something is going on. Do I hear anything? No, you don't hear anything, but if you really start to pay attention, then you kind of begin to draw your attention to a specific tree. And it's like, that's where, like, the sense of the presence of something foreboding is coming from.
2: I'm going to creep towards it, possibly. Um, I feel like if they know I'm there, then I probably don't have the opportunity to sneak I'm just going to walk slowly towards it, making sure nothing comes out of the
0: bushes next to me. When you get about 25 feet away from the tree, you hear this raspy, deep voice just echo out from the tree line, and it's just like, Do you seek your death already, small one? I seek nothing
2: but the reason for my family's death. Who are you?
0: <laughs> I am your end, and you are my beginning.
2: I'm gonna dash for behind the tree
0: to see if there's anything behind it. And as you dart around the tree, you see nothing but you hear just the echoes of that laughter somehow like all around you and in the back of your mind, just kind of growing fainter and fainter, and that sense of presence just kind of dissipates, although I would imagine the anxiety does not.
2: In a rage, I'm going to blast a fireball at the tree, or at least uh, producing flames at that tree. Hopefully
0: it's going down or up. And as the tree starts catching fire, we just see like in the flickering firelight two massive footprints. Like, and when I say massive, they're like 16, 18 inches long each. But aside from what you might expect from like a giant's footprint or something, it appears like this creature was wearing like high fashion shoes
2: into the night sky i just say i will find you i don't know who you are or what you want with me in particular but i will find you and it will be your end that i bring
0: So the group has finished their investigation of the strange cave that we found in the mines. They've returned to town and all split up and gone their separate ways. So what is Neros doing?
5: Um, I think Neros, um, well, first of all, are, with your little side thing that you gave me, are there any ravens around?
0: Not at the moment. No. Okay.
5: All right, cool. Um... Is there like a local tavern anywhere?
0: Yeah, there is. There's a small place called the Cheery Martin in the middle of town.
5: The Cheery Martin? Cool. Um, I think I'm going to go there first off.
0: Okay. So you just make a beeline for the middle of town and head into the (laughs) Cheery Martin.
5: She's just like, see you guys. (laughs)
0: I mean, you know right where it is, because Zephyr was pointing it out on your way into town.
5: Oh, that's right, he was. Okay, cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool.
0: So as you first enter, there's, let's see, you're greeted by a young woman with like golden braided hair, and she's just like, hello, welcome to the Cheery Mountain. What can I get for you?
5: Oh, whatever's strongest.
0: Right, right. blow up some Uh, steam well you'll want to go up and talk to Esmeralda she's working with the drinks today she's got the bar under control but if you need anything delivered right to your table or any food I'll be happy to help you
5: thank you very much Um, she goes up to the Esmeralda
0: Esmeralda is like a no nonsense middle aged woman with like dark frizzy hair and she's like cleaning out a glass like bartenders always do and she's like what can I get for you
5: what's your strongest drink that you got back there
0: Leans on the counter. Honey, this is a mining town. She <laughs> slams a bottle of whiskey on the counter.
5: That's <laughs> it? <said. laughs>
0: we can't have too much too strong.
5: All right, fine.
0: Got to keep things under control.
5: Let's take a double.
0: She nods and pours it for you. Cool.
5: Um, so Nero is looking around. She's got her glass in her hand. She's kind of twirling it around on the bar top. Just looking around, any any music happening, any fun?
0: It's a cheerful enough place. Cool. There's not a whole lot of like, rollicking kind of good time stuff going on. As you're looking around, you do notice Zafir stepping into the tavern behind you, and he starts talking to the girl who met you at the door.
5: Hmm. Okay. He creeps me out personally. I don't trust that one. Abby, the player, doesn't trust that one. Neros couldn't care less, but he's not giving her a hard time or anything, is he?
0: No, she seems happy to see him.
5: Oh, so like they know each other? Seems that way. Interesting. Okay. Not going to interrupt that. They can chat away, I guess. About
0: how long would you say you're watching them talking? Like, is it um, just like a glance or are you kind of watching for a bit?
5: Maybe for like a few minutes.
0: Okay. A little way into the conversation, she gestures over towards the front, like in your direction.
5: Like, okay, so like toward Esmeralda, like she did with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Neros is gonna hang out for a second, see what he does.
0: He nods. She separates off, and he starts coming up towards the front.
5: Okay, I'll watch for a few more minutes, and then probably leave.
0: Okay. So he comes up to the counter, not far away, and asks for a drink, just something moderate from Esmeralda. And then she's like, all right, I'll get that mixed up. And then he just walks out of the building.
5: That was odd. All right. (laughs) With like the glass in hand and everything, he just walks out?
0: No, he asks for the drink. She agrees to make it. And then he just walks out.
5: Oh. Okay, that's really weird. Um, I will make a mental note of that and just be, shrug it off and be like, well, all right. Um, probably hang out for a little bit. And then this is like a mining town, right? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So when you say you're gonna hang around for a while, are you thinking like five minutes, 15 minutes, three hours?
5: Oh, probably not hours. Probably like, I don't know, 30 minutes. Okay. Hang out for a little bit and then.
0: Within the span of that time, Zephyr does come back in and apologizes to Esmeralda and takes the drink, downs it in one go, sets it on the counter, and then leaves.
5: What is going on with that one? Is he all right? Oh, well. Um, I call Esmeralda back over.
0: She comes up cleaning that glass now.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question. Yeah? And you can answer it if you want to. I don't, I don't really care. How long have you known that one? A few weeks. A few weeks? Does he come in here often?
0: Well, he, he was lodging up here for a time. Why? Do you know him?
5: I mean, just acquaintances, really. Just odd fella.
0: He's a bit odd, but he's a good one at the heart.
5: Take your word for that. <laughs> he hasn't given anyone any trouble or anything, right?
0: No, no. He's been he's been a good sort as long as he's been around. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine him getting into any trouble.
5: All right. Say, so, I have a question for you. Another one, sorry. Right, right. Um, how long have you been in this town or in the area?
0: <laughs> she laughs and she's like, I've been running this pub my whole life, sweetie.
5: And that would be how long?
0: <laughs> Longer than you've been alive. Let's say it that way.
5: Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> she
0: she looks to be like in her forties or fifties.
5: Okay. Um, this is probably going to be a weird question for you. Um, have you known of any kayal that's gone missing? Say the last twenty years.
0: Kyle, you mean like like folk like you, the, yes. the fetchlings. Yes. For the audience that doesn't know.
5: <laughs> Kyle, yes. The other the word that fetchlings usually use to describe themselves because fetchling can be very offensive. It's their word. Yeah.
0: As we all know. <laughs> well no, no. That actually to be honest, there's not a lot of your folk around these parts.
5: Hmm. All right.
0: Are you looking for someone?
5: Yeah, you say that. In a way.
0: Well, I hope you find them. We're not much for finding folk around here. We mind our own business and keep our noses clean, if you know what I mean.
5: Yeah. That's fair. All right. Um, And she pays for the drink. Thanks, Esmeralda. And then we'll leave the... Whatever, the cherry Martin.
0: At this point, it's already dark, because you got out of the mine kind of late in the day.
5: Okay. And there's no ravens anywhere.
0: Not right now, no. There is, however, an elvish lad with uh, crystals in his hair making his way down the street with a pile of papers floating behind him.
5: Making my way downtown.
0: It is, of course, Alward.
5: Oh. (laughs) Um,
0: he turns down the road and enters the Cheery Martin. <laughs>
5: oh my gosh! <laughs> Everyone's just missing each other. Um, what's the paper say?
0: Um, it is a stack of papers. Oh, it's like you know, a lot of paper.
5: Okay, then. Interesting. Ignoring that.
0: So with additional points of information and having been ruminating over things, go ahead and roll me. Well, I guess I'll roll it. It's secret.
5: Gosh what's, darn it. What's your
0: religion bonus?
5: Um, uh, plus four.
0: So thinking back over that raven that you saw with the Duragar, it kind of all clicks into place and you start to remember... That you know what that creature is from your studies in the past. It's a nozoi. A what? A nozoi, which is a type of psychopomp.
5: Okay. Okay.
0: So, a messenger of sorts who helps to guide the spirits of the departed onto the afterlife. Which you'd be familiar with them from your casual worship of ferasma because mm-hmm. they all work for her.
5: So like the other one that brought me the locket was also...
0: It looked similar, but like... But not quite. Thinking over it, you're like, Nozoi are raven-sized. What was that thing?
5: Interesting.
0: So you were outside at night in the streets, right out in front of the cheery Martin. And you've just made this realization that it's like, okay, that thing that I saw earlier today was a psychopomp. And I may have seen more in the past armed with this information. Is there anything else you'd like to do or look into, or are you going to be more like thinking about that later?
5: Um, probably thinking about it later with how Nero says
0: it seems on brand.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What time of night is it? Did you say?
0: Uh, just after sunset.
5: Just after sunset. Okay. There are there any random people walking the street?
0: Mm. Dolvin is walking towards you. Dolvin? Yeah, Dolvin, the dwarven foreman. He's heading like down the street in your direction.
5: Is he the only person I see?
0: Yeah, there's like another dwarf who's just like crossing the street, but it's pretty quiet right now.
5: Okay. Um, I don't have any interest in talking to Dolvin, <laughs> so I'm going to avoid that one.
0: On a brief um, examination of his face, he doesn't really seem like he has any interest in talking to anybody right now. Oh. He looks kind of upset.
5: Oh, no. I wonder if it has something to do with uh, Alred. Or Alward? Alward. <laughs> That's his name. Not Howard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so like I imagine it, she like walks out, has a sudden like realization after she's had time to think about it, um, not having to work or anything. She pops out, she's like, huh, it's dole out here. Never mind. She like does a 180, turns back around, like waves to the um, person who greeted her. Did she have a name?
0: I'm trying to remember if she introduced herself to you i don't think she i don't think she did no she does have a name she didn't introduce herself
5: she didn't okay so neros will wave at her and be like sorry decide come back um and she looks around anything happening like is it still just like people talking people milling about
0: Um, for the most part, people are visiting, chatting over drinks. There is a dwarf with like old silver hair in the back corner, reading a bunch of books and pouring over notes of like weird runes he found in a cave.
5: Oh, okay. (laughs) She is going to pick out a group of people and she's going to cast the cantrip Ghost Sound. And, uh, are there any... Uh, so, ghost sound, you can create an auditory illusion of simple sounds that has a maximum volume equal to four um, normal humans shouting. Um, and sounds can emanate from a square you designate within a range, and you can't create in- intelligible words or other intricate sounds such as music. Um, so, maximum of four, so maximum of yelling, but she's not going to do that. It's going to be like a whisper in this one person's ear. Um, just a suggestion, uh, in this person's ear, and just be like, You should turn around.
0: And this poor dwarf stains all over his clothes and everything, just like stiffens up and looks over his shoulder,
5: narrows waves,
0: and he like awkwardly waves back and then like shrugs, like, a oh, What?
5: She jesters, Come here
0: turns and, like, says something to the rest of the table and stands up walks over. Do I know you?
5: No. You don't. But you could. Right.
0: You're new in town.
5: You could say that.
0: Right. Would you like a drink, Lassie? I'd love one. And I imagine you'd join him at the table, or do you Steer him to an empty table.
5: Uh, Probably steer him to an empty table.
0: All right. And that was, I imagine, where this vignette will come to an end. (laughs) I have one last vignette that I want to share with all of you. So if this were a movie, the screen would be black. We would see nothing. And we would just hear a voice. My daughter... I have a task for you. And that's where we'll end this episode. So, so
3: we what? all get hero Wait, points, what? right?
0: Wow Oh, yeah. Who gets did a we all get card? hero points? I think points.
3: we should all get a hero point.
0: Correct. Everyone gets a hero Woo! point. Good, because I yeah. used all my hero points. <laughs> <laughs> because at the pace of giving out one hero point every session, people actually don't get enough hero points. So mm-hmm. whenever you guys level up, <laughs> I- You'll let you get a hero point.
3: I actually have a spell slot that I can use aside from Unseen Servant now. Huzzah!
2: Wait, so who gets to make a speech? Yeah, who's we gonna? all yeah. do. Jordy. Uh, Together. Jordy gets to make a speech. Yeah, Jordy. Oh, that's
3: true. Jordy needs to make a speech.
0: I would like to thank you all for letting me do horrendous things to your characters. <laughs> 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 you make it
3: sound like we're not doing this again. Make a better speech. Stage.
4: <laughs> Let Let's... him finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: going to let you finish. That's all I had. Oh. That's all I wanted to do. Are you going to do anything? I'm going to go get caught up on Elden Ring. I finally started playing that. Oh, okay. I still didn't beat
3: that.
4: Good decisions.
0: All right, and we'll see you all in the next episode. Bye. This has been an Atomic Broadcasting production. Pathfinder, Galarian, and the Lost Omens World setting are copyright of Paizo. More information at Paizo.com. Music in the show is from Monument Studios collection, as well as assorted artists with some original tracks composed by Jordi Hake. More details in the description. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to share with a friend, and we'll look forward to seeing you again next time.
3: Yeah, I'll just be looking at him, and he'll be like, I'm like, why did you oh, just Jordy. wink at me? Hello. Well,
1: how are you today, I'm so? good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. Seriously. Thank you.
3: Oh, my. Look at her go.
4: Look at her go. Type, Abby, type. I can tell what you're typing, by the